welcome from the deep. I am Mike Finder. And I am ovulating. Ew. What the f***? <laughs> what? It's a natural process. No, it wasn't what you said. It was the smirk with which you said it that was the problem. Well, I'm proud of the things, of the functions my body is going through. Well, it matches his shirt. Am I right? This is made of <laughs> silk. Spiders wove this, we are to believe. <laughs> this is like when you say to somebody, oh man, that shirt's really ugly. And they say, this is Versace. Versace's a name. This is a fabric. It's a lifestyle, Mike. Silk clothing is a lifestyle. I'm a silk guy now. Well, at least his personality matches the way he dresses. Yeah, now. empty, vapid, fabulous. Uh, one too many. You went one too far. Splendiferous. Why, why are you posed like you're fucking a magician? Because of what we're reviewing today. Segway like a mother. All right. So today we're going to be doing goosebumps. I, I, yep, I wore I'm a special goosebumps shirt, and it was it's a TV show that exists. <laughs> Um, does people, it does exist. people well, made it with they, their brains or are they technically TV shows anymore? Can we technically call them TV shows anymore? I watched it on Isn't my TV. Isn't everything episodic a miniseries now? No, a miniseries has a very limited run. This should have. Well, we'll get to that. What's interesting about this is, uh, I, I think you said somebody requested this. Is that right? Somebody did request this. Yes, uh, Justin Trombley, which uh, is funny. He was actually one of the directors on the feature film that I made that's coming out next year. Okay. Um, so he, uh, he watches our YouTube channel. Thank you, Justin, for paying attention to the channel. Um, it's always nice when people that like know film that in depth and that intimately watch the channel. So I really do appreciate that. So basically what happened was I made a post on Facebook. This is gonna tie into what we're gonna get into. I made a post on Facebook after the eighth episode saying how much I enjoyed the first season of Goosebumps. There are 10 episodes. So I thought the this season was ending after episode eight. It was not, it ended after episode 10. Yep. And uh, after I after I after I made that post, he was like, "How did you already watch episodes nine and 10? At which point, I deleted the post. And so, <laughs> I waited for episodes nine and ten to come out. And after the tenth one came out, he uh, he left a comment uh, or he messaged me. That's right, he DM'd me and said, "Hey, I'm really looking forward to your review of it." Which meant, of course, we had to review it because for any of our viewers, we will review the things you suggest. Within reason, we sure will. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. No. Yep. No. Yep. See, this, I mm. like you guys a lot more than Mike does. He yep. talks mad shit on all 344 of you all the time. <laughs> like, he, yeah, he pulls I'm like that you one up, guy. He, fuck. He pulls that you one up guy. individually <laughs> and he goes, Fuck Lisa one, two, three. I'm not doing it. I don't care. That's what he does. Yeah, that's true. If we can all get past my hatred for all of you, we're gonna talk about Goosebumps today. Um, yes, we are. I don't know about you, but I I had just so many of the fucking books growing up. I really liked oh, Fear yeah. Street. R.L. Stein was the boss when I was a kid. So yep. I was super into all this stuff, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I remember a lot of it because I don't. Um, I do. Scholastic Book Fair was just uh, no. I'm talking week. about I'm talking about the specific stories. 
I am not oh, super. Yeah, I remember those too. I, I, I'm not super. Um, I don't know, up to date with all that stuff because it was fucking longer ago than is your magician shirt failing you? What's happening? <laughs> okay, just because I'm a magician does not mean the garb that I wear is a magician's outfit. It was made by spiders, not magic. Those spiders often associate with magicians. So I might be supporting your point right now. <laughs> that was so stupid. <laughs> Let me say this first before we get into this. Um, we're not gonna go episode by episode on this. We're no, gonna be talking no. broad strokes. We'll um, be here forever. We will talk spoilers, but until we talk spoilers, this will be spoiler free and we will give you a heads up before we start spoiling things. Yeah, so, and there aren't really many spoilers in this until we get to the last couple episodes. Yes, that's that's true. So if you would, do you want to give us broad strokes about what happens in season one of Goosebumps? Yeah, uh, I'm going to do the best I can on this. I don't really have like a funny comedic one for this. Uh, yeah, so uh, Goosebumps 2023 is basically an anthology series where each episode is a book in the series or one of the books in the series uh, kind of wrapped up uh, in, in an anthology package. I can't give a synopsis of this uh, like a movie because otherwise we're gonna give some shit away. Um, I mean, I guess that's but true. But it's, you know, it's it's a bunch of high school kids, Justin Long, Goosebumps. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, for everyone's benefit, let's jump over to the podcast drive-in. Um, Please, hurry! <laughs> Goosebumps is a TV series from this year. It's rated TV 14. Each episode is 40 to 45 minutes. That's sure the thing. Uh, and yeah. the one-sentence synopsis here on IMDb says a group of five high schoolers unleash supernatural forces upon their town. Now they must work together in order to save it. So that's not correct. That's yeah, it is. It is correct. No, it's not. No, the high school kids do not unleash the supernatural forces. Uh, yeah, they do. No, what a group. A group that isn't the. That's what it says. A group. I'm so mad. I'm so mad right now because I can't get into how wrong that is. <laughs> or sorry, no, that's sorry, sorry. Right. It's a group. It's right. It's super <laughs> misleading, and you know it is. You don't know, know what you know mean. How misleading I, that is. I don't know what you mean. A group of five high schoolers. If you stick through this episode for no other reason, please let it be to know that I was right. So this was created by Rob Letterman, Nicholas Stoller, <laughs> and it stars Zach Morris. So, yeah, that's weird, right? We'll get to that in a that's second. Weird. Isa Bri Brion Brionis, this girl, and then Miles McKenna. <laughs> okay, that's not fair. Let me okay. see. What's her name? Isa. 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 I don't think that's right. What now pronounce the last name? Well, if you put them together, it's Isabriones. <laughs> it's clearly Spanish. Isabriones. Okay. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. 
So that's the the girl with the Jay Leno chin. And then Where's your train wreck soundboard <laughs> effect, you dipshit. And then we have Zach Morris. Oh, he's Zach Morris? That's his real name. So the exact antithesis of the Saved by the Bell guy? What's interesting is he's actually from England, which means his fucking accent was like really Spot good. Spot on? Yeah. I didn't even know. Wow. I couldn't tell that at all. So oof. Um, and then, yeah, so this has a 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb, and I personally feel like that might be a little high, but I want to know how you, yeah. you feel about this, because you going, in, I, going into this, you had a much more positive attitude about watching a grounded Goosebumps than I did, so. I, I, I had a, I, I had not only a much more enjoyable time, I had a much more enjoyable pretext because you went into this knowing you had to cram 10 episodes in. In one, well, two I started days watching, yeah, I, I started watching this like when it came out. Um, and when it originally came out, I think they released like a couple of the first episodes. Um, and then weekly, and then they released them weekly. So I can see, I can see why you thought it ended after episode eight then. Like, I could yes. see that there was another episode while I was watching uh, yeah. that episode. So. When I watched episode eight, <clears throat> there wasn't an episode nine to watch. Yeah. Yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've been doing a really good job of not going online and looking stuff up. I've been really, really trying to go into stuff in general as blind as I possibly could, especially when we're doing stuff like this. Yeah. So I, I in that regard, I had a I had a much more enjoyable experience. I was looking forward to this because I really liked the books. I have not watched the movies of the Jack Black, but I've actually heard they're not bad. Me neither. Um, I but I also really enjoyed the show when I was a kid. I did too. I liked the show not nearly as much as I liked the books because I remember even as a kid well, I was yeah. like, oh my god, the books are like ten times better than this TV yeah. show. Yeah, but I still liked it because, you know, it was a horror. It was basically like, you know, it was it wasn't Are You Afraid of the Dark, which I kind of liked. Oh, I liked that one a lot. Yeah, I no, not no, no, which I kind of liked that I had an alternative to Are You Afraid of the Dark? So I really liked this series right up until episode nine. <laughs> Um, episode nine. I, I dude, I I'm not I'm getting ahead of myself, but. After episode eight, I don't know what the fuck happened except to say that they stretched themselves too thin. Um, but other than that, for the majority, I mean, 80% of this series, I really liked. 80% so far because somehow we're getting a season two. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with just about all that. I think that if you were to... I think if you were to stop season one at episode eight and then make episode nine the first episode of season two, it would make way more sense than it does. And yeah, we could go 100%. way more in deep with the stuff that is in episode nine and episode 10. So I just don't understand what was <clears throat> what, what, what the problem is, is we're just making it a miniseries. Like, don't make it a like, I mean, don't make it I a multi-season series. Just make it a miniseries. I, well, you're limiting yourself. If it if it takes off, then I know it'd be weird if we worried about the story more. Hmm. 
No, you're thinking, you're thinking in the wrong direction. You have to be worried about how you're going to monetize it correctly. And then right, way right. lower on the list, you start worrying right, about right. story and how it all feeds together with the original source material and how much God. of it you're going to fucking change. How so, often do I say <laughs> capitalism is the shit? <laughs> the views expressed by Book of Bread are not necessarily the views of both of us. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> So I don't know. I think that that I really disliked this a lot. Episode one through four, like Wait, a lot. Oh, really? Oh, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <gasps> I found it so hard to get through the first four episodes, and I actually remember that is a lot to force yourself. It through. is, and it put me in a really foul fucking mood. Um, but like, I, no, I, the you thing. Don't say. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about it, though, is that when I booted up episode one, I I remember getting to the point where the kid jumps off the roof on the skateboard and then turning it off because I was like, this is not for <laughs> me. This is not for me at all because <laughs> that's like scene two in episode one. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was going to say. That's like 15 minutes yeah, into yeah, the yeah. fucking episode. That's basically the beginning pretext and then... After the credits, I, I here's my biggest my biggest issue with this series. OK, who in the hell is this for? Because it's aimed at people our age. It's also who grew, aimed, it? who grew up with it, who know the name brand Goosebumps, because otherwise you would just make this its own original series. Right. And then it's aimed towards Gen Z with all of the. There's even a millennial joke like that's funnier than a millennial who heard one word on TikTok one time and yeah, now uses there's it in the regular dialogue the, in here. There's stuff like that in there. So it's aimed at Gen Z. And I, I feel like if you're a kid uh, younger, you know, a younger kid, like eight or nine or 10, whenever we were watching and, and reading these books, this is too hardcore for them. But it's not hardcore enough for like a 14, 15, 16 year old. Um, and it's so aimed at Gen Z that as a millennial watching it, I was feeling a little left alienated. out, alienated. Yes. Yeah. So my biggest problem with this entire show is I don't know who the fuck it's for. If it's for us as somebody who grew up with this stuff, make it more hardcore. Yeah. Toward the end, they do start to get a little more hardcore with it. They even make some sex jokes. And like, you know, I think I don't think there's one fucking curse word in this entire show. Um, so it's just like, I don't know who the fuck this was made for. And as a Goosebumps fan really growing point, up, actually. Yeah. I, I, I felt like I liked the kids show because it was aimed at kids our age. And, yeah. and looking back at it, it holds up pretty well. Uh, if you have the nostalgia for it. But this, I feel like, is so... They tried to go, like, the Batman Begins route with it, where they ground everything in reality super hard, uh, which I feel like kind of holds them back a little bit toward the beginning. And then toward the middle, I started to really get into it. And then we hit episode nine, and I felt the same way, where it's like, this should be the first episode of season two. And you should have made episode eight 
episode 10 and write two more fucking episodes. I, I don't know if you had some, maybe some source material to pull from, like dozens and dozens and dozens of books that you could have also fed into two more episodes to get to episode 10. It's, I don't know. I'm all, just thinking off my feet here. I, you know, it's, it's almost like, like Disney going, no, it's not the universe. It's the legends now for star Wars. And yeah. me just sitting here going, why? There's well, 40 I, years to pull for. You don't have to do anything. Even as somebody who was into Goosebumps when I was a kid, I'm not super precious about that material because, again, I don't no. remember it super well. But no, I remember I loving it when I was a kid. You have a of information so, to pull from. Say that again? Yeah, I said, I may, you had a plethora of information to pull from. Yeah. And I'm telling, dude, by, it, this is the thing I liked about episodes one through eight is even though they're clearly going for a certain demographic, even they're even though they're clearly, uh, it doesn't really feel like they know exactly who they're going for, or the opposite of that, or not the opposite, or the other option is they're trying to go for too many. It's not that they don't know, it's that they know who they want to, they just don't know how to hit all of them at the, you know, at yeah. the same time. Yeah. One through eight still felt like goosebumps to me. Yeah, it for sure. It still had an element of goosebumps. Episode nine feels like the beginning of a really shitty Twilight soap opera. Like that's what like like the like the Twilight movies as a fucking soap opera. Like life's changing and I don't know how to deal with it. We're gonna go to Portland, the worst place to find yourself as a human being. We're gonna go there. Well, they're not wrong about that part. And then we're gonna get super cynical out of no reason, cause Portland. Like I just dude, it, when episode nine rolls around, I'm sitting here and going, this isn't even. It doesn't even feel like the same show anymore and as we progress through nine and ten it never ever ever feels like goosebumps after episode eight and i will say this one through eight they have they got they, they've got their issues episodes one through eight have their issues but they at least feel like a modicum of goosebumps like there's at least a little bit of goosebumps in there yeah and then nine and ten roll around and i'm like why and this is why this is why i was so reluctant to watch episode nine because dude honestly episode the end of episode eight is the perfect ending for season one dude at the end of that episode i was actually surprised to find there was another episode behind that because yeah. when i got to that i was like that was only episode eight he said there were 10 of them and then yeah. i and then i saw that it started auto playing episode nine i was like what the fuck are you gonna do from here like, yeah. I, because I agree at the end of episode eight, I, I actually thought to myself, OK, that was actually pretty good. The way they wrapped yeah. everything up, yes. it, it was closure. heartfelt. There's closure to all the stuff that they bring up. And so it really does feel like an end point for the show or at least season one where you can be happy with them doing everything that they did. And then season nine or episode nine starts and it really does feel like a different show i completely agree well, dude, but it's, it's so but, forced but the thing is is like i if i remember correctly and i could be wrong because again i'm not super familiar with the the source material anymore but i do think that the whole magician thing um does come from night of the dummy if i remember correctly and there were two 
two books, I think, Night of the Dummy Part 1 and Night of the Dummy Part 2. So I think all of that stuff does come from the source material, but it but it feels different than the rest of it because it kind of feels disjointed from this kid that we where we started. Like this one yep. kid is causing all of this Dude, stuff. The and then we move over to a completely different antagonist, totally like right different in the story. middle of it. It's it feels disjointed and weird. It's like if you started the sequel to a prequel at the end of the prequel. Well, I, that's what it's like. Yeah, it, because we have I feel a like sequel that doesn't need to start yet, but they were like, well, fuck, how do we get two more? We, we have to have 10 episodes. You know you what? To. You know what it is, though? It's so that they can use this. It's Slappy is the most recognizable thing from Goosebumps. That yep. and maybe the Haunted Mask. Um, when you think Goosebumps, you think Slappy and you think Haunted Mask. Those are two of the best, I believe, two of the best-selling books of that whole series. So I understand why they wanted to get Slappy into it, um, but I don't think he should have been like the overall uh, we're getting into spoilers well, we're getting into spoilers well okay um, so before before we do that before we do that i want to say why slappy becoming the centerpiece doesn't work after episode 8 because up until then they did such a good job of keeping each episode in the environment of the book that it's supposed to be in wrapped in the anthology package right they each each episode yeah. is supposed to be a book and each episode feels like that book after episode eight it's just an episode of slappy and that's what it is and we no longer have the goosebumps universe we just have slappy but no i think that's that's what i'm saying though it's like because there were two books for night of the living dummy part one and two or night of the dummy i can't remember what it's called um I think they felt like they could take two episodes to do that, but I think they just put them in the wrong fucking order. Like if you had, I, if you gave us, I don't know. I, I think you could a couple different things. And, and again, I don't like reviews where somebody is like, why didn't you make the movie in my head versus what you actually made? Like, that's not a well, good no. review, but what no. I feel like they could have done is they could have made Justin's long care, Justin Long's character. Um, find find the dummy in the first place in like see episode seven and then you could play out this whole thing with the dummy and then still put episode eight where episode 10 is and well, and kind of end up in the same exact place but while having closure to all of that stuff does that make sense yeah it does it does but mr pratt is also which is just long's character is also the beginning of every issue I have with episodes nine and 10. Um, and he is the beginning of the main problem that is the only through line, in my opinion, of episodes nine and 10, which is nobody learns lessons. Nobody in this fucking show, he goes back, he just got possessed, he went through this whole thing with the dummy, what does he do? He goes and gets the fucking dummy. This book is causing all the problems, what does Margot do to try and solve her problems? She uses the book on the, for the fifth fucking time in this show since we've started it, a smoke monster. <laughs> well... 
Why are there so many smoke monsters? Is this a cryptid that I didn't know about? Are there smoke monster cryptids out there just sprinkled throughout the world that we weren't aware of? Because there are so many smoke monsters. I mean, I guess. I just, like, dude, I was so, I was so excited. Episodes one through eight, I really liked them. I know you weren't crazy about them, but I kind of saw past like the, the holes well, by and episode shit, like, five, I was on board. Like yeah. the, it, by the middle of episode five, I was like, okay, I actually kind of care about this. Yeah, but you got three out of eight episodes to enjoy. Yeah. I, one way or another, I enjoyed every episode from one through eight. I, mean, I didn't I guess love that's them. True. Don't get me wrong. I noticed they were issues. I like, <laughs> I really like this. What for episodes one through eight and then episode nine came around and I was like my pants are on Why do I feel like I'm getting fucked so hard? <laughs> like it just it, it I just I don't know what happened other than They don't know what happened either. This felt like season four through seven of lost I mean, well, we fundamentally disagree on seasons four through seven of Lost. Let's no, 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 no. The last two episodes. The last I two know episodes. What you, I know what you like mean. My point is, is, you say that, and I'm like, oh, I like those seasons of Lost. And you're How? like, fuck those seasons of Lost. They were the one. They were writing it as they were filming it. Every it was show terrible. does that. Every show does that. They fucked it up the hardest. <laughs> the only. The only. Ending worse than Lost is The Sopranos, and you can't argue that. I like the ending of The Sopranos, too, though. You're so full of shit. Now I know you're full of shit. Have you... You didn't like The Sopranos. Yeah, I did. I, I did. No, you, yeah, I did. You called me and told me you didn't like it. No, that's... Well, that was probably me just being... Because I know it's your favorite Because show you know how time. much I love The Sopranos. Yeah. That's why I sent you Gabagool memes for three weeks after I finished <laughs> you it. You didn't do that. <laughs> I, I, so. I love these little I love these little moments on this show because people get to see little <laughs> insights into what happens when we're not doing this. Like I you mean, telling me telling me you didn't like something even though you did just because you know it'll upset me. That's what bullies do. Or best friends since fucking seventh or eighth grade, whatever it is. Uh, I, you know, I I did like The Sopranos, just to be on record about that. Um, this is the, literally the first time I'm finding this out, actually. Yeah, that's fair. Um, no, it was good. I liked it. Uh, but but back to Goosebumps. I think that all that happens here is they didn't have enough content. They couldn't figure out enough ways to wrap yep. up enough of the books from the original source material to make two more episodes so that we get to season two, which I would have been fine with if you keep those two, those same two episodes, but right. put them like season two, episode one, I'd have been fine with it. But because you give me so much closure and, and finish everything up at season eight so well, yeah. And then and then you just force me to sit through two more episodes that definitely feel tacked on because it's not even the same through fucking line that was going yeah, on through the first exactly. eight episodes. Exactly. Except Slappy. 
except slappy. Yes. So and, 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 let's and get into spoilers. Thing. Let's get it just okay. to be clear. Go we're on. gonna start getting into spoilers here. No, I could go on and say, on about how much nine and ten fuck everything up. So I, I let's let's just talk about the the ending of episode eight real quick when they when they okay. find out that the kid has been. The kid has been taking over Justin Long's body, doing all of these crazy things so that he can exact his revenge on the the original group's parents, who were the people that actually killed him. Which is why I said the synopsis on IMDb is so incredibly fucking misleading. I don't know what you're talking about. It says a group. Look, I'll zoom into it. Yep. A group. Yep, it sure does. A group. Sure. It sure does. The first group we're introduced to is the current group of kids. I'm just he saying. He knows what he's doing. I, I, he knows. He know, listen, don't you listen to him, okay? Or this is just, he's, he's, he's not part of this. This is, just, this is just you and I. He does this on purpose because he knows how much it bothers me. Don't, don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. It's fine. He's, he, he can't. It's, this doesn't include him. He does this on purpose. He's a bad person, and he's going to burn in hell for the things that he does. But for right now, we're just going to have to push through the episode, and we're going to have to get back into it. Oh, I went over. God damn it. I have the wrong camera set up in here. Fuck. That was about to be a very funny bit where I do a whole thing afterwards. Do you you see how bad he sucks? I mean, he he, he fucked up a transition. He can't even do that. I don't know I why hate he you so much. This he, is why I, I am know, the way I am I to him right here. He, stuff see, like this. He's, he's trying to distract you, get in his head. This is an angel, devil, shoulder thing. Like, don't listen to him. It's fine. Let's just, we'll get back to the episode now. So. Anyway, yeah, so it's a very, very misleading synopsis. And I just, <laughs> what? What? Listen, me and the audience, we were having a private conversation. If you're going to eavesdrop, we're going to have to... Some boundaries, dude. So anyway. um, (laughs) Yeah. Episode nine, huh? (laughs) Yeah, episode nine, man. It's just... It's... (laughs) I I I, Here's I will say this. That drove me what? crazy. Hang on. Go ahead. Yeah, no. When she's okay. when he's ch- when Justin Long is chasing Nora through the woods, he yells out the words "Nora the Explorer" <laughs> as a ghost that died in 1993. How in the fuck does he have a reference to Dora the Explorer when he died in 1993? Because he's in his head. No, I don't accept that answer. He's nope. in his head. No. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, nope. he's in his head. He's got it in there. Fucking drove me crazy. Anyway, Dora so- the ex- Dora <clears throat> the Time Explorer. Fucking yuck. So I think if we're gonna get into spoilers here, let's just fucking get into spoilers. So we did at, that already. At the end of episode eight, they throw Slappy off of a fucking cliff. At the beginning of episode nine, what happens is Justin Long's like, "Hey, all this would make a really good book. I'm gonna sit down and write this." Which, to be fair, at that point, I'm thinking, "Oh, this could be cool. Maybe like he's R.L. Stein or something, and they're gonna like go meta with this, yep. and they're gonna get super weird with it, and then wrap yeah. this up in, into reality a little bit more, which could have been super fucking cool." But no, all it is well, is Justin Long writes this book about 
the events that happened in episode one through eight. And he finds a publisher that it was willing to put it out. And the publisher's like, this is great, but this ending that you have is not good enough. It's been done. That's... That that's where the problem started for me though, because we have no reference of how good this book is. So everything that she's saying, everything that makes it sound so awesome, automatically feels forced because the only introduction we get, we, we don't even have a reference of him laboring over this book. We get a two to three minute montage of him writing this book, sending it off to a publisher and a publisher going, you're the next Stephen King. Yeah, so it, it just, the I, whole thing feels when, really forced. When all no of that was happening, I kept expecting when all that when those phone calls were going back and forth, especially when she says, "I think you could be the next Stephen King." When that happened, I kept expecting them to cut back to the publisher and then pan the camera over to the couch where Slappy is sitting on yes, the couch or because something it because so it fake. feels so fake and forced. Yes, yes, I th- I was like this girls under a spell or like something weird is happening with the, but no, it's just a publisher who's really needy for this fucking ending and gives him a day to do it, which is that in and of itself is fucking insane. I was going to say, I'm no author, but I don't think you get 24 hours to write a conclusion into an entire story. Maybe you do. Let's say you do. Either way, her fucking performance is so bad and feel performance is bad. And the writing is so piss poor on the entire dialogue between her and it's, him. It's, it's it's almost like her performance is saying, please believe me. It's dude, it's like a completely different person wrote the fucking script for episode yeah. nine and ten. Like it's yeah. it's like, it like completely all different, falls apart. All different people work on it or something. Did completely did the writer strike get in the apart. way of episode nine and ten? What the fuck happened? Like I, I, I That's don't, a really good point. I actually. don't know. Maybe that is what happened, and they couldn't figure out where to go after episode eight. It's 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 weird. It's, <laughs> it's like you should pay the people that are good the amount of money they deserve. Yeah, it's I, weird. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe hmm. if you don't, you end up with shit like this. But I don't know. I'm just that's hmm. just me guessing. Uh, but either way, it just feels like whenever. Whenever Justin Long is like, I need a new ending to this whole book, he jumps to the conclusion of I should go get Slappy out of the fucking woods. Right. Let let alone. Because I forgot. Do you remember how they make such a point of how far into the woods they go to find that fucking cliff? And he just stumbles upon fucking Slappy at the end. So. This Th- is that drove me that- fucking crazy. He looks for it for a total of 12 fucking seconds before he finds him. This is this is a problem that I find in a lot of movies that we reviewed recently, where the story is propelled by convenience. Yeah, where it's it's this happens so that we can get to the next point, not because each point or each to use the script term, each beat and scene is supposed to be an experience, and we don't get that here. What well, we get is a stepping stone to another stepping stone to a fucking waterfall that goes off 150 feet and crashes to shit. Well, I don't know if you've seen that clip of uh, Matt and Trey from South Park where they're talking about how they write episodes of South Park. Have you seen that? No. Okay, so there's this clip where they go into a classroom and they're talking to a room full of wannabe writers or uh, people in school for writing. And they mm-hmm. said, and and one of the things Trey says is he goes, 
the the difference between a good script that I'm paraphrasing, but the difference between a good script and a bad script is a thing happens and then this happens. That's a bad script. A good script is a thing happens, therefore another thing happens. That's which is, a good way of putting which it. is so fucking different than yeah. and then this happens. So if you can yeah. put and then between your beats, you're doing it wrong, which is right. how this feels. It does not feel like the the first eight episodes lead so because the other thing is is they barely touch on him being a writer at all like there's maybe one scene like, I didn't know he was a writer until episode exactly nine. I re- I vaguely remember him saying something because he's an English teacher and and like all of say, that shit do you think like, do you think because he's an English teacher they were like of course he's a writer yeah yeah and and all I think about is failing writers whenever I think English teacher Miss um, McGowan if you ever see this you were awesome. Yes, she was. God, sorry. She was the <laughs> shit. Yes, yeah, she was. She um, was the shit. So I, you know, I, I just feel like they're doing the and then and not and therefore, which is why yeah. none of this makes any goddamn sense. That's a good and, point. That's and, a really good way of putting it. And if you and if you think about it, because they wanted to use Night of the Dummy one and two as the nine and ten episode in this, I understand where that's coming from. I get all of that, but. Getting the backstory and even them having to deal with uh, what's his name? Kanu? Kanu? Um, Kondu. Kondu? Kandu. All of they call it Kandu, which is just very like all of that can still be done, and you can still give me all the history and make a couple episode run from seven and eight. You put those there, and then you can do nine and ten how they wrap everything up in, in seven and eight. Like, yeah, that's, that's how you solve this without it feeling disjointed and weird. I think the best, just do an eight C an eight episode season. What is wrong with that? What is wrong with an eight episode season? Well, I, I feel like they were probably like, give us 10 episodes and they were like, okay. And then they got to see episode eight and they were like, oh, we kind of wrote ourselves into a corner here. Hey, what do we do? Let's just use Night of the Living Dummy 1 and 2, even though we've already gotten rid of Slappy. Which, can I just say, this is one of the things that enraged me for six, seven, episodes 6, 7, and 8. They kept, they kept saying things like, he's looking for him. We, he wants to find him. And if you know anything about Goosebumps, it's very fucking obvious they're talking about Slappy. But they don't want to say the word slappy because it is so fucking dumb and this show is so grounded in reality <laughs> that they try really really hard to, to to not use the word slappy until slappy actually shows his fucking face and then all bets are off because he starts turning these people into what can only be described as the worst makeup possible for people to look like dummies and, and it's like all grounded reality goes out the fucking window, episode nine and ten. And we're just supposed to accept it, even though the entire first eight episodes are them setting up how grounded in reality this whole thing actually is, despite haunted masks and cuckoo clocks of doom and all yeah. of that other stuff. It still feels based in reality versus episode nine and ten, where it all just falls apart. Well, I think I, I think really the biggest problem here is that you have eight episodes, which when wrapped in an anthology series are the best version of Goosebumps you're going to get within an anthology series. 
I think what we're learning here is that Goosebumps doesn't work that way. There isn't a through line. It's not like Fear Street where you have a through line. Fear Street has a through line. Goosebumps doesn't have a through line. You don't have one person being or one thing being the core cause of something or the, you know, the center of something happening. This is really the best we get. The Cuckoo Clock of Doom is a great example. Um, even though it works really well, I personally think, like, dude, I think the 90s show of Goosebumps is how you do Goosebumps. And what I would have really liked to see here is that, I mean, as much as I hate remakes and shit like that, I would have liked to see an adult version of that where you're not held by the confines of Nickelodeon I was, or Fox or whatever. Fox I, Kids dude, I was hoping the that was the on. entire thing, and this is where me thinking of, I don't know who this is for comes from because yeah. it, it, it is trying to serve so many people simultaneously that it falls short for everyone because of it. And so yeah. like as an adult, somebody who grew up with this series and now is obsessed with horror, partly because of those fucking books and that show, yep. you know, I, I, what I wanted when, when it's presented of like, we're remaking goosebumps into this more grounded sense of reality type shit. That's what I want. I want to see that kid burn alive. I want to, you know yeah. what I mean? I want gore. I want sex yep. jokes and cursing and all of it, but they don't lean into it enough one way or the other, whether it's for kids or adults. And therefore it lives in this no man's land for no one. We get the, we get a little bit of a glimpse of that with the spire where I went. Yes. A lot of, a lot of bodies. Exactly. On hey, by the way, by the way, can we talk about how the hospital staff would have also been on the spire? And I would love to know how they collected themselves so quickly <laughs> yeah. to get back to work in an ER. Yeah. Yep. So, and, and that's the problem is episode or episodes one through eight. It's got its problems. It's got its hiccups, whatever. Episode nine and 10 is fucking Swiss cheese. Just <laughs> full of plot holes, full of issues, full of we go back to World War One, where and then and that's the other thing they use the whole thing with the war to like send this political message. At one point, we were in a land <laughs> we didn't belong in, yeah. fighting against a people we shouldn't have been fighting. Is this fucking Rambo? What are we watching right now? What is the lesson? The lesson is that this isn't how you make a fucking show. Well, what's really a bummer about that is the guy that does play Candu. I really like him a lot. He's yep. in You're the Worst. I don't know if you've watched that show, You're the Worst. Bro, you, I haven't. You I liked should, him as can do. You should definitely watch You're the Worst. You would fucking love that show, I'm telling you. Yeah? Uh, yes. Okay. I highly suggest watching You're the Worst. It's a comedy. I think it's a half-hour comedy. Uh, but it, the, that guy is fantastic in it. And then the guy that makes puppets is from that show Love that got canceled after like one or two seasons on Netflix, which was also fucking great. Both of those guys are fantastic and they you both know, are terrible in the show. And I don't know, know if it's the writing or their acting. Maybe it's both. I, I think I, it's I the writing because honestly, the costumes, dude, I spent, ugh, God, I spent so long 
by like episode nine, I'm sitting here going, what the fuck is happening right now? Yeah. Like with these characters, with the deliveries, with the acting, like everything just, and I think the writer's strike, you might be right. You might be onto something. Maybe. Because it's such a drastic change. I mean, it is a drastic fucking change. And the, Justin Long and the guy that plays Candu and the guy that plays Hamar, I think is his name, the the the, the, the puppeteer. puppeteer, yeah, the puppet maker, um, the American Geppetto. I believe that their their performances are 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 so different from the lines they're delivering. You can't help but tell. Yes, this is the script, not them. You can tell because even like e- even through like the shitty dialogue and everything, I'm sitting here going like, I still know I I can still tell that their performances are good, and and that's the other thing. Nine and ten, the the exposition is so <laughs> heavy in nine and ten. Like like, like when she, like when Margot pulls out the book and Kandu is getting wrapped up and she's like, I used your own spells against you. <laughs> now everything you've done is being reversed. Like it's just, it, it, I'm sitting here going, I even, Brittany was laying, sitting there next to me and I looked at Brittany and I went, I don't know what I would have done if she hadn't told me that. <laughs> I'd be so lost right now. But she literally says out loud, I've used your own book against you. Now everything you've done. You know how I can tell? Because of the smoke demons dragging him into the crevasse that just opened in the football field before us. That's how I know what's going on because it's already happening. I just don't know what happened. I mean, that I just well, don't get it. That pretty much explains the every problem with this with this show. I... I you know, I wanted to like this, but I knew within the first couple minutes of the first episode that this was not for me, which enraged me to a point of you wanted to like because it. I wanted to like it. Yeah. And and again, because I don't know who the fuck this is for. And clearly did the, the people that made it didn't either. All of it falls apart. The writer's strike may have gotten in the way of the last couple episodes. That's entirely possible. I don't know, but all of it feels disjointed, and I wanted to care about this. I really did, because I I have a soft spot for Goosebumps. And, oh, yeah. And, and everything about it. I don't even think the, the people that they want to watch this, as far as Gen Z, have any fucking idea what Goosebumps is. I mean, like, they're still, he's still coming out with books. Okay, but they're not nearly the cultural they didn't have nearly the cultural impact that they did when we were kids and no that's true um, <laughs> and i am listening I, I i know people can see me looking down right now i'm trying to find out if um the writer's strike did affect goosebumps so here's a thing from uh, this is just um some guy's youtube video but Disney Plus Goosebumps delayed SAG after writer strike, and this is back from August 9th of 2023. Um, so they may have gotten everything else written. Yeah, I mean that's entirely possible. Does anyone know why Goosebumps on uh, Disney Plus has episode nine and ten? <laughs> This is funny. This is a Reddit post. Just finished Goosebumps, and I really like the first eight episodes. It has the progression. 
that keeps building and building. By the time episode eight comes around, the plot is firing on all cylinders, which I agree with. It ends with an almost total resolution of the entire first season's plot. Shows Slappy isn't dead, and then credits roll. It would have been a perfect ending to season one. Now, here's my problem, because the show doesn't end there. After episode eight, which feels like a real finale, the, the show kicks back into what feels like the beginning of season two. Who's this? Let's give them credit. Let's give them credit. I mean, they're doubtful they'll ever see it, but wh- who's the user on Reddit? Arch Ducky. Arch Ducky. That, that's a really good name. That is actually. a good name. I like that. Uh, yeah, Arch Ducky's absolutely right, though. The, the nail on the fucking head right there. So, at so le- I mean, it's good to know that we're not the only people fucking thinking this. This is from one day ago. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say about this, man. It, it, like, had real potential. I feel like they underutilized the haunted mask like crazy. That's that's something that also oh, drove yeah. me nuts. and that was always my favorite one. Yeah, and, and again, that's that's one of the best ones, and one of the, especially from the 90s TV show, one of the ones that yep. everyone knows. Yeah. So, you know, they, they just didn't know what to do with the original source material. I like the attempt of having to bring all this stuff into one like actual timeline where everything happens around a certain set of events and shit. I love cool that concept. idea. The idea yeah. is great, <clears throat> but I just don't, I, the music, I fucking hate the music. I, I, you know, uh, there's so many things that I could pick apart in this, the, the, the way they use the same, I'm the bad guy, duh, three goddamn times. <laughs> It's. It, and I will say the music is like- so nail on the head. Every sing at the end of every single episode. Ugh. Yes. I do like the, I I do like that the first episode ends with I get those goosebumps every time. It's like the it's like the one main popular song that I think fit really well. Well, they do a remix of it at the at the end of season or episode ten too, which feel when I heard that I was like, why didn't you just have a different artist do ten different versions of this song? It would have made so oh. much more sense to just let a well, whole bunch of people like. So I have to be honest with you. Um, when I could tell that it was the end of the episode, I actually just turned it off. I don't blame you at all. Not a little I, bit. I, not I, even I, a little. I, I, I got. I got the vibe of it ending. I looked. There were. Uh, there was like a minute and a half, two minutes left, and I went, "Oh, okay." I put on the Simpsons. Yep. <laughs> this. I want to go back to Reddit for just a second here. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, this is from user Happy Steve. I have nothing to back this up, but I feel like the part of that book publisher saying it's really great. Now change the ending is mirroring real life. Like they had the eight good episodes and then some executives said, write some kind of cliffhanger and tease the second season, which, you know, they them, did them. Yes. Having Slappy open his eye at the very end of episode eight is teasing season two. Yeah. But I do like this idea of uh, <laughs> the publisher is just <laughs> Disney Plus saying, give us two more. I love that idea. I don't know if it's true or not, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, every user on here, I was surprised Hulu had more after what I felt like was a finale. We're not in the fucking no. minority here on this one. No. So No, we're actually in the majority for once. That doesn't happen very often. Yeah. I yeah, that's a good point. So I don't know. Let us know what you guys thought about Goosebumps season one. I am looking forward to seeing what they do with season two because what the fuck are they going to do with season two now that they've kind of ran their whole <laughs> f- timeline into the ground here? 
Um, He's looking forward to it. I'm just interested. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to see what they do. At the very least, I doubt it'll be any good if, if these I'm last two episodes are up. any indication to get, of what we have in store for season two. But let us know it's what... Just, go ahead. It just, dude, it's it's all about the... It's all about the kids and now what's happening to the kids in episode two. The only way you go anywhere with it is now Margot goes off to Portland and now it's just a teen Seattle. drama. It's not Goosebumps anymore. Seattle. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. It's all depressing and sad and cloudy. <laughs> so let us know what you guys thought of the first season of Goosebumps down in the comments. If you got to the end of this, thank you so much. Uh, we really super appreciate it. If you do like this make sure you go check out all the other stuff that is on our channel because there is a ton of other content like this on there we also are on all of your favorite podcast readers like spotify and, and apple Podcasts, whatever else you use uh so you can actually listen to this without having to see our horrible looking faces uh thank you if you did get to Look the end me, of this bitch, i'm beautiful no uh we let that one go it's dead no that's a dead no, meme. back dead i'm meme. bringing it back dead meme uh, and so Bring thank you guys back. for watching and we will see you guys next time from the deep. Uh, bye bye. Ta ta.